As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. This week on Buckets, Boards, and Blocks. We're in week three of our new era. We have a lot to discuss, plus a little fun, a little bit of games. You know what I'm saying? Who got skills? We'll figure all that out. But first, Darlene, your role has not changed. Let's run it. Buckets, Boards, and Blocks with Monica McNutt and King McClure is a presentation of Pure Hoops Media. Monica is a former Georgetown Hoyer who likes nothing better than a three in transition and thinks DC ballers are the smartest. King is a former three and D Baylor baller whose idea of a good time is locking down the other team's best scorer. Monica, King, let's do this. Welcome back, good people. Uh, Monica McNutt here. And of course, my co-host King McClure is here. First two shows together are in the books and they have been, well, let me allow you to speak, King. I think <laughs> What do you think? I agree with you. I think these shows have been fantastic because, uh, because working working with you is um a pleasure because you're you're a joy to work with you're, you're really fun to work with we've had two great guests um you're actually easier to work with than i thought you would be but it, <laughs> <laughs> but it's okay I'm, I'm happy i'm here glad that you allowed me to partake in your show our show oh my for our show there we go I like, I like the ring to it. It's like the episode in Martin when Gina and Martin were moving in together. Hours, hours, hours. <laughs> and then they couldn't move around the house because they had too much junk. But anyway, Made I'm not throw back. Up on the backhanded compliment that you gave me. I'm just going <laughs> to take the compliment. Um, since our last show, I got to say, though, um, it was super cool to have your former teammate on the show last week, just because I think we're in a space now where you're still meeting people, but to see yeah. you fully back in your element, chopping it up with your boy, y'all getting a chance to go at each other a little bit. I love that. Yeah, I mean, his his scouting report on me was uh, a little trash. And I, I, I was terrible. Let me let everybody know. First and foremost, that is so inaccurate <laughs> that he really can't guard me. I'll just have to say that he really cannot guard me. I didn't want to say this while he was on there because that might have been like 10 minutes of just going back and forth and taking up a lot of the show. But he really can't guard me, just just being 100% honest. And I can guard him. And that's the thing he forgot to say. So my, 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 my crossover is not shaky. The whole scouting report thing was bad. That's the only thing that stuck out to me from the interview. I'm still bothered by that. And I have texted him multiple times throughout the week. Saying, bro, like I can't believe you said that on the show. Like, how can you do me like that? I basically raised you, and you want to do me like that? Like, that's embarrassing. But anyways, I mean, in in this past week, it it was cool. Like the first, last week, it was cool with with Jared and being able to get in my element, like you said. But I got to get more and more comfortable with you. And on the show, it's Bruce, of course. So 
uh, time, time is our sweet seasoning, my guy. Jared Butler, though, is who we're talking about, in case y'all missed last week's episode. Um, definitely check that one out. That was fun and really unique perspective on preparing to take the next step in the league in the middle of a pandemic. But we're here to do another week's show. We got uh, tons of back and forth to go through in this hypotheticals. But, King, as we get into this conversation, what sort of have, has stood out to you in the hoops world uh, since we last recorded? Man, there's been a lot that has stuck out to me. Um, I think the biggest thing that stuck out to me is is this NBA bubble. I, I, th- I think that this is pretty interesting. And what's most interesting is not necessarily the on-court play, but off-court. <laughs> seeing what guys do in their rooms, seeing guys on 2K, seeing a, a tweet by a girl saying she's already been invited to the bubble. I think that is the most interesting part in this. How will these guys spend three months with nothing to do? No families, nothing. Just a hotel room to practice, to back to the hotel room. I heard there's a few water slides. I don't know. I I find this very interesting. Um, And maybe our age gap is going to show a little bit. Because I'm (laughs) more interested in the fact that Russell Westbrook has tested positive. What does that mean? in terms of the actual basketball that we're trying to play in order to compete the complete, excuse me, the 2019, 2020 season. But uh, all the anecdotal stuff, definitely entertaining. I heard that uh, Dwight Howard does some DJing, but his sessions are pretty empty. Um, It's gonna be interesting. On the flip side of that, and I think 2020 is such a wild year, whether you wanna talk about athletes and activism or just athletes and reality of this pandemic, like. We can't ignore that the bubble, both the wobble, as the WNBA bubble has affectionately been called, and the NBA bubble are in a state where the numbers are crazy. I think Monday, um, one of those Florida counties put up the highest amount of COVID cases that we've seen in a single day in the state since March, or ever, actually, in the course of this pandemic. So it's really, really interesting. I know for me, Skylar Diggins and her media availability this week quite honestly said that she was anxious about being there and she didn't elaborate. But if you watch the media availability, she looked so anxious and uncomfortable. So Mm -hmm. my soapbox through this whole process has been the mental health and the total well-being of these athletes, any sport. Mm -hmm. If you don't feel comfortable, you should be able to roll out. I don't have a one-size-fits-all rule on what that means for the money, but Mm -hmm. we've got to acknowledge that we're asking our athletes to take some risk. Now, on the flip side of that, I do appreciate, I've seen the Chicago Sky on the women's side give a tour of their living conditions in their bubble, and they look fantastic. Miles Turner is one on the NBA side who has been very thoughtful in his tweets in terms of understanding the work that the league is putting into creating a safe environment, mm-hmm. even though it's not ideal. So I do think that there's gratitude there, uh, but it's just weird, King. Like, it's just weird. But I mean, so here's my thoughts. I feel like like in Dallas, for instance, Dallas is, is going crazy. The, the the number of corona cases are skyrocketing. But we're still allowing high schoolers, allowing middle schoolers to play in these tournaments. Like, are at you? least the, it, no, for sure. There's still tournaments going on. Oh, wow. <laughs> like there's still AAU tournaments going on to this day. There might even be one today. Like the field house, the gyms. I mean, you have to wear a mask. But other than that, like, the players are playing with no masks on. So we're asking kids 
13, 14, 15 year old kids to play in this. There's no really safety precautions. So I think what the NBA is doing, like when you say mental health, like I, I, I agree with you, but it's just like we're asking little kids to at least they're taking like the right measures. You know what I'm saying? Like at least they're doing the going about the right way. But I feel like all other aspects of basketball, as far as having tournaments, that's not to the level of precautions that like the NBA is taking. These shouldn't be going on. That's absolutely ridiculous. Asking the 13 year old, 14 year old, 15 year old, you talk about mental health. Now you're risking kids getting coronavirus. And not only the kids, but at least the NBA players in the bubble. So that if they get corona, they can you know, be escorted out safely. But if you get if a kid gets it, now he has to go home to his parents, has to go home to his siblings. And you know, I mean, their parents might be 50, their parents might be 60. They might be a higher risk to, to pass away from this. So I feel like that's absolutely ridiculous, asking high school kids and below to play in tournaments. And honestly, if I'm, if I'm a kid, if my kid wants to play in a tournament right now, there's no way. No way I'm playing and I'm letting my my son or daughter play in. Well, my daughter, I don't have a daughter. My daughter play in this tournament or any tournament. I'm, and maybe, I'm not going to say that Maryland is not doing this. I just don't mm-hmm. know because I'm not boots on the ground on the AAU circuit right now. But I'm shocked that y'all are still playing. Yeah. Like, oh, I didn't know. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. We had, so I have another, I do another DMV podcast, and one of our co-hosts is a high school football coach. And he's like, mm-hmm. his kids are fiending and dying to get on the field, but he can't let them. Like, he can't mm-hmm. coordinate anything. So I was under the impression that's how all varsity sports were moving. But I guess AAU technically is not run by the school system, so that yeah. there could be a loophole. Yeah, they're still throwing tournaments with. Uh, and it is so crazy. One of my... So I had I had a scary incident uh, about two weeks ago before I started the show. One of my kids who I who I trained, you know, I like to give back and, and, and train kids. One of the kids I trained, his team, he played in a tournament with probably 500 people in the gym. This kid's coach had corona and gave it to like half the team. My kid got it. My kid got it. I, I was training, I was working with him. <laughs> the next day he texts me after we just got to Tuesday. He texts me on a Wednesday morning saying, Hey bro, I just woke up with like a hundred, hundred, hundred degree fever. And I'm like, Oh man. <laughs> I'm like, Oh man. So I had to go. Yeah. I had to, yeah, of course. Of course. I had to go get tested like two, three days later. I wanted to wait a little bit. Um, And my test came back negative. And you know, I have a heart disease. So I was super scared. I thought I was like, man, I, this can't be it. Lord, like <laughs> protect me. But my test came back negative. Thank God. He uh he was good, but just hearing the way he was talking about corona, I feel like a lot of people, I think one of the reasons why this is spreading so much is because people don't think it's real. But when I was texting this kid, this kid, I, we were supposed to watch film because I was like, if you can't get in the gym, let's at least watch film together. He was like, bro, I can't breathe right now. He was like, my heart rate is like higher than like 150 and I'm just sitting here. And I'm like, bro, what? He was like, yeah, my shortness of breath is crazy. Like, I, I, I can we do another day? I was like, bro, you just hit me up when you get over this. Like, I don't want no parts of this. So I, just that, like, it, it's so real. It's not. I feel like it's not real until you really see it. And that was like my close incident. And ever since then, I've been like over precautious, probably. Wow. I mean, rightfully so. Wow. And, and you know, I, I kind of agree with you, King. Like, I've started to see some of the more prominent media members that cover college football say. If y'all want college football, wear your mask. There seems mm-hmm. to be a little bit of 
correlation between big college football areas and clowns that are deciding they have a right not to wear their mask. But that's neither here nor there. I think I remember when this happened in March, I was in New York on set. And I remember my statement because it was weird for everybody. Right. But Mm -hmm. I remember saying sports makes it real because you still have factions, like even leading into March, top of the year, January, February, I had people asking me, cause you know, we travel for our jobs. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about it? And I'm like, listen, like if it's coming, it's coming. Like if, if I'm about to take me out of here, Jesus loves me. Like I lived a good life. I can't walk around in fear, right? But yeah. it was still obviously kind of cavalier. And so I remember when the Warriors and the Nets game got canceled, that Dallas mm-hmm. game was the last game that we got to see a final of, I was like, sports makes it real because we talk about sports. You walk into an arena, you're going to run yeah. into people of all different races, ethnicities, beliefs, mm-hmm. socioeconomic statuses. But if the one thing that we all galvanize around is yeah. shut down, like that makes it real. And so in that same breath, I'm glad that the NBA figured out a way to do it because we got salary cap issues. Those guys have livelihoods to maintain and so on and so forth, as does the WNBA crew. But I hope that people don't internalize sports, been able to figure it out and become black. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, you still gotta be washing your hands. You still probably need to be limiting how much you're coming and going. Definitely wear a mask. Yeah. Just because we got sports back, I hope people don't somehow internalize that as we're getting, we're making good progress in this thing. Cause for real, nothing has happened except time is ticking along because the numbers don't look good. Yeah, so here's a question for you, Monica. If you're in the WNBA, are you playing or are you opting out? Yo, that's so crazy. Um, I think I probably would play because mm-hmm. the truth for WNBA players is their real salaries are overseas. And yeah, right yeah. Now, there is no overseas. Mm-hmm. So yeah. financially, I need to collect as much as I can connect and, you know, limit mm-hmm. my output moving forward because I don't know. We don't know what this is going to look like. I don't have any underlying conditions, thank God. So yes, right. I would. Play. But if I if I was a WNBA player who had just had a baby, like under a year, no. you know what I mean. Or depending <laughs> on what kind of job my husband and partner has, like, yeah. I mean, I have a friend that plays for the Aces, and she has asthma, and she's like, she hasn't been cleared to play because that's she's considered high risk. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sorry, the dog is. I don't know what she's doing. <laughs> 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 anyway, though. There's lots for us to watch and see. Well, wait a minute. I got to flip that question back to you. You just mentioned your question. <laughs> Would you be playing? Okay. So I have an interesting take on this. It's the opposite of yours. So we don't need the money. Like NBA players, this is just my personal view. My, I, don't attack. I hope nobody attacks me for this because this is kind of strong opinion. I feel like you don't need the money. Like when you're making millions of dollars, I feel like you don't need the money. Let me tell you why. Because I feel like if you invest it right, if you save it right, I mean, they, they live lavish lifestyles, yes. But there's people out here making 30000 40000 making them buy and living. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like them making millions of dollars, if they save their money right and do right by it, you don't technically need that money. Here's my thing, though. And we've discussed this off pod time. You've mm-hmm. done a lot of growth in that area in terms of understanding yeah. saving, right? But I don't think you fully are grasping how big an if that is. 
Like, I, I think one of our last shows before you joined the yeah. team was with Renee Montgomery, and she was on that call with Kyrie and a few other WNBA players and a lot of NBA guys mm-hmm. when the conversation of not restarting came up. Mm-hmm. And she said in an interview with Chris Haynes at Yahoo that part of the conversation was some people need the money, right? We hear mm-hmm. millions and think, oh, you you got money in the bank, no big deal. Yeah. But their millions also looks like to some of them 40 grand because that's the kind of lifestyle that they're living. But, but, but is that, I'm saying like, but is that their fault though? Like, I don't know whose fault it is, but the bills got to get paid. But like, I get that. I get that. I get that. But $40,000 is 40,000. You can run out of that super quick. You're making a million dollars. If you save it right, put some to the side for emergency (laughs) funds, for disasters. They live lavish lifestyle. I get it. They live lavish lifestyles. But if they were to save, financially plan, don't have to buy four or five cars. You don't have to have a Rolls Royce, a Bentley, a Lambo. You don't got to do all that. You don't have to. Maybe two out of the five is cool. I feel you. But if you if you really want to talk about good financial habits, like yeah. there are people that live well in their mind off of that 40K because they live yeah. under their means, they save yeah. their money. But, but I'm saying that mentality if you don't mm-hmm. have it, then the amount of money you make doesn't matter. You know what I'm saying? No, like, I, no, I, 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 okay, okay. We're we saying the same thing, kind of, right. because I, I, I agree with you that you got to have the mentality. What I'm saying is, if, if truth be told, like, let's say when you ask me if I'm going to play, I'm going to save my I'm going to save some money. I'm not going to sit out there and buy a fire Lambo. I'm going to save my money. So I don't need the money, me personally, because okay. like I have people around me who's going to tell me, now, you don't need five cars, maybe just one or two. That's like, cool. You don't got to live in this million-dollar house. Live under your means. So right. I don't need money. Like, And most of them, if they think logically, they think right, which a lot of them don't. I had a lot of friends in the league, not bash anybody, but they don't. That's why a lot of dudes go bankrupt. But if they thought logically, like, like, like me, I'm going to save my money, so I'm not going to need the money. So money is really not an issue as far as that goes. So my question would be, how bad do I want to play? Yeah. Given the fact that I have a heart disease, I, I don't think I will return. Just would it, Okay, if you were... See, there's so many layers to this, right? <laughs> yeah. How bad do you want to play and what type of position are you in to actually contend for a title? Like, if you're Memphis or New Orleans mm-hmm. or the Wizards, mm-hmm. I mean, and even Memphis and New Orleans are in different categories than the Wizards, um, mm-hmm. Are you going back for those guys? But if you play for the Bucks, the Rockets, the Lakers, yeah. does that would that matter? But here's the thing, though. I feel like whoever wins the championship this year, there will always be an asterisk next to their name. It's never going to fully count. I, I just feel like this year is like you can't. They're going to count it because it, it technically the NBA restarted. But there's always going to be an asterisk by it. Like, does it really mean something? Like, this is not a full season. See, but see, and that's the argument where people lose me. Because, one, I agree with the players. And, Bruce, I want to bring you in here because you've learned, you've lived through far more. Not that we haven't lived through them, but you were fully present, present and reporting and working through far more asterisk seasons conversations. To me, 2020 has an asterisk for everybody, no matter who you are, right? But, like, people want to do this about, and Bruce helped me with the numbers in the years. I'm about to mess some of them up. The 1990s? Ni- 1999, okay. when the Spurs won their first one, that was a lockout season where they played 50 games. And that, a lot of people, Phil Jackson always said about the Spurs, oh, 
they got an asterisk there. But I think he was just sour grapes anyway. So, but there was another <laughs> lockout too, because my, I want to say my senior year, I remember Jeff Green was always on campus. Like that was a lockout. So there was like the 2011 error. Yeah, and- yeah, yeah. I think it was 2011, yeah. 2012. But I don't remember it being as dramatic as 1999. So, but you've lived through these asterisk conversations. Like, do people still say when they talk about the Spurs dynasty, oh, there's an asterisk? If you're just average Joe at the barbershop or the cookout talking about basketball and championships? No, I don't think they do. Uh, I think all that ever all that anyone remembers is who's holding that trophy up at the end. And that's that. I mean, you know, there's yep. been baseball seasons that have had this stuff too, you know. It's like my 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 feeling, and again, I'll I'll, I'll stop in a second. If you have I mean, it's the same for everybody, right? It's not like one team has an advantage over any other, uh, other than if somebody has to like bow out because they get sick. And, you know, if if, if the Rockets backcourt both has Corona, which they do right now, then, you know, that that's kind of an asterisk for whoever would beat them in a playoff series, I suppose. But that's, I think if, if it's all the same for everybody, I, I think the asterisk is like, eh, it doesn't bother me. So here's two thoughts. I got two thoughts for that. I think what you said, let's say we get to the finals, right? And it's the Bucks and the Lakers and the Bucks and Giannis gets COVID. Boom. Is there an asterisk? That's, kind of, that, kind of that. like, yeah. <laughs> kind of, yeah. <laughs> like, you can't count that. You know, I think that's why there might be an asterisk. You count really it. don't know. You- Count it and no, you can't count that. No, you can't count. If Giannis Antetokounmpo gets gets COVID and cannot play in the finals, you can't count that. No. How is that? How is that any different than when Chris mm-hmm. Paul goes down because of a, a I forgot whether it was calf a lower leg injury when the Rockets had the Warriors on the ropes? What two years ago now, or might be three? Like injuries, injuries are injuries in sports. Like people don't get to complete games. All the time, sadly, right? We're just in an era where we're extra sensitive to COVID right now. But injuries are part of the game. People missing out are part of the game. K- KD, like, that Achilles, so the championship doesn't count if you're Toronto? Ain't nobody trying to hit up. You know what, Monica? I'm, I'm a man that, that can accept when um, I got put in my place. And uh, <laughs> you, 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 know, you know what? You have, you have a point right there. But here's my second, sec, sec, second thing, second, second point. The only way this will be a real asterisk is when you get into the LeBron and Jordan argument. Mm. Then, then this I think this is the only real asterisk that this will really stick for a long time because a lot of people will say, Jordan, uh, not Jordan, but, but LeBron won three rings or four rings, and one of them technically doesn't count. That's the I think that's the only time there's gonna be an asterisk forever. No matter no matter what happens, forever that will there'll be an asterisk. They'll say one ring technically doesn't count. Okay. I'm wondering, is that like I would expect that from like Bruce and them generation, because they, you know, they just different. But will you also say that? Because I will say, what you mean? Like, we're the generation of mental health and wellness. Like that was taxing. Um, I I'm gonna be I'm gonna be toxic. So I'm I'm a, I'm a, I'm in Bruce generation. Like I'm, I'm saying Michael Jordan is hands down the goat. There's no question. But see, here's my other thing. This is kind of off topic, but I'm just confused. If Michael Jordan is the goat, right, and Kobe Bryant is literally a spitting image of Michael Jordan, why is Kobe Bryant not second automatically? 
Kobe wasn't the main man on three of those teams. He was he was Robin. He wasn't Batman the first three. Shaq was Batman. MJ was Batman every year. Mm. So, okay. So, why is LeBron in that conversation? Because, I mean, I know you, you can say he was Batman in that conversation, but Dwayne Wade was that dude. He just won a championship, carried a team to the championship a few years before. So, I mean, you can say Batman Robin, but Dwayne Wade did it, like, by himself. So, I mean, the number Shaq was on he, that team, wasn't he? Yes. Wasn't Shaq on that 06 team? Yeah. But, but, but D-Wade was the guy, I agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was. That's old Shaq. <laughs> that, that's, that's like that's like Dirk, like Dirk last year, like when Dirk could barely run up and down the court. Like, that, that, <laughs> that, that was that Shaq, like. That's saying Dwayne Wade, you could say Batman and Robin, and LeBron probably maybe carried that team, but Dwayne Wade was that dude. Like people act like he's not a top three shooting guard of all time. He was Batman in 06. He was Robin in eleven and twelve, or thir- twelve and thirteen. Uh, I mean, yes, I guess you have. A but point. you, but you know what though? <laughs> you have a point. He's nobody. I mean, LeBron wouldn't have won it without Wade. Yeah, you know, Jordan. Jordan wouldn't won it without Pippen. It's a no, team game. Sure. It's a team game. For sure, for sure, for sure. That's why I really don't like to get into the argument. I just always get confused when people don't put Kobe behind. Jordan. Maybe that's because I'm a little biased. I love Kobe, but I just I just get a little biased. My fault. Sorry. You don't <laughs> like to get into that argument. I would never be able to tell that. I think you are. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we put together some fantastic questions that we're going to jump into in this pod. But before we do that. Uh, Kara Lawson makes big news this week. She will leave her post. Gosh, this was her first season, but she will leave her post as an assistant coach for the Boston Celtics to take over the helm, or at the helm, I should say, of Duke women's basketball. Coach Joanne P. McCauley left abruptly about a month ago now, and now Kara Lawson has been named head coach. Let me just say, 13 years in WNBA, I know she won a title with the Monarchs. Uh, she won a, the Olympic gold in 2008. I believe that was Beijing. She's coached the three-on-three squad on the women's side for in the Olympics. I want to say the last two go-rounds. I'm not 100% sure how that goes. But I love this hire. Except when I was in college and Kara was still a studious analyst at ESPN covering women's basketball. She did pick Maris to beat us in the NCAA tournament in 2011. And I have never forgotten. The Maris Red Foxes. I have never forgotten that. We won. I was in foul trouble the whole game, but I hit like five from seven from the three. And I was on the bench and when I wasn't scoring. And we won. But anyway. Mm. (laughs) Um, I think this is a big deal. Uh, I'm all for black women at the helm. That makes three black female head coaches in the ACC. Um, and I love it. That representation matters. She is someone who has worked very hard at studying the game, and that is well known. And I love the posts that Bruce, your Celtics, put out. All the guys showed up in Duke women's basketball shirts to congratulate her. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that they had to make this higher because you have Coach K on the men's side. It's only right to get somebody just like her, somebody with that stature and that pedigree, that background. So. I love the hire. I think she's a phenomenal woman. Got a chance to meet her. And I was shadowing, uh, oh, they're in the Baylor-UConn game. Got a chance to meet her. 
she was like super she was super nice super cool super humble down to earth i love the hire you got two goats at the at the at the, the women's side so i don't think is there another a better women's and men's basketball duo huh basketball that's a good question now you am I the only am i the only person that pointed out that the men got a coach k at duke now the women got a coach k at duke oh coach k. <laughs> I, I i thought i was the only i put that up on twitter right and i thought wow people are gonna think that's so clever and cool it's like crickets nothing so i thought gee did i was that like an insult was that like you know slighting Kara by saying you know she's another coach k and it's like but I thought it was like a really good compliment. I mean, you know, they got their own Coach K now. Uh, that is. <laughs> I think that's clever. That is. Thank you. I'll post it back up on Twitter and you can hit like. I got your like <laughs> and your retweet. Um, okay. So, boom. Our producer, Bruce, not only is he a fantastic co-host in the pod, he's a terrific producer. And he's given us some wonderful hypotheticals. This is an opportunity for our audience to learn a little bit more about King. Well, and myself too. Mm. But we're about to play. I wanted to give this like a cute name. Bubble Bonanza, maybe? Like, <laughs> uh, this is a big game uh, if I were in the bubble. All right. So, question number one King, what mm -hmm. examples would you bring if you had to set yourself up for a two to three month quarantine in a hotel? Definitely the PS4. That's oh wow. One of the first essentials. Definitely the PlayStation. Um, I have to keep myself occupied. My laptop. Mm, my Bible. Starting to read more. My Bible Amen. for sure. Hallelujah. Um those three things. Uh my microphone, my podcast equipment, so we can continue to do our podcast. <laughs> um, yes. Yeah, but I guess in the bubble. Uh, let's see. That's three. What I mean, you that, need? That, 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 that'll honestly be it. I mean, I really don't need anything else, to be honest. Uh, what about you? All right. So laptops are given. Mm -hmm. This is hard to me. Uh, I'm going to bring an assortment of nail polish. Mm -hmm. <laughs> My whole little, like, nail kit and, like, a plethora of colors to last me three months. I paint my nose every week, so that's at least 12 colors. Probably more in case, you know, I'm gonna have an abundance of time on my hands, so. Third okay. for me. How many pair of hoop earrings? So, <laughs> if I was there to hoop, I think I probably would go back to studs. So, I don't know if I would, would I use my third thing on hoop? My third thing is going to be my pillow. Like, I have one of those special pillows. Not a super pillow, mm -hmm. but like, I, if we're sleeping here, we're living here, I'm bringing my pillow. <laughs> mm. <laughs> okay. Okay, okay, okay. All right. The next question. Well, you got it up, King? Let's see, let's see. Next question for you, snacks. I know I love to eat. So, <laughs> what are some snacks that you would bring in the bubble? So I have this sad snack confession. I love nuts, but apparently they don't love me anymore. Wait a second. Wait a second. This is just a funny story. So Monica met myself, me and Monica, we, we linked up in New York, right? 
<laughs> and Monica, I don't know. See, I guess you're trying to be healthy or something like that. Right. So we, we, we were on the subway. And she's like, hey, you want one? And she pulls out this bag. Like, you want one? I'm like, what is this? She was like, what were they? Like, dried mangoes? It was dried mangoes. And I'm not going to lie. That was actually really good. <laughs> and ever since then, I really started eating dried mangoes. It sounds disgusting. I know it sounds bad. It sounds, it sounds nasty. But it, it tastes really good. So I think that's one snack that you have to bring for sure. Okay, so I'm definitely bringing dry mangoes. You know me well, fam. <laughs> like, yes. Um, okay, so I'm gonna bring dry mangoes for sure, snacks. Then on my not so healthy side, I'm obsessed with airhead gummies. They have like these airhead gummy candy down. Yeah. yeah. It's so lit. Okay, healthier snacks. I'm a chips and guac girl. So that's three. Um, I love apples. For, and I don't know if this counts as a snack, but I've been making acai bowls over quarantine. So I need my acai, my berry medley, oh. and granola. So how do, you, how, how do you do that? Please instruct me. So I buy the acai in a package. It's frozen. Mm-hmm. I throw it in a blender with a banana and avocado and my protein. Blend all that up. Then on top, I do blueberries, strawberries, raspberries, if I have them, granola, and then like a little bit of cinnamon. And it's amazing. Mm, I got to do that. I got to get healthier. Definitely, definitely. All right, what are your five? So I I'm got very un- mangoes for both of us, though, so you don't have to bring those. Okay. I'm a, I'm a fat kid at heart, so okay. my snacks are going to be probably the opposite of yours. Um, I, <laughs> I really love uh, candy, anything sour, so definitely my sour Skittles. Mm. Um, let's see. I love Doritos. Doritos. Oh, have you ever had um the mixed chips? It's like Doritos, Sun Chips, uh, Cheetos, pretzels. It's a uh, Munchies. I think it's called Munchies. Yeah, Munchies. Yes. So, as we're, you sound so excited. Munchies. Munchies. Sponsor <laughs> this podcast. <laughs> we need a sponsor. <laughs> munchies. Yes. Yeah. Brought to you Munchies. by Munchies. Uh. Let's see, Kit Kats for sure. Definitely bring wow. Kit Kat. But, 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 but the white Kit Kats. Mm. I, love I love the white, the white chocolate situation. Mm-hmm. Love the white chocolate. And the last one, oh my goodness, peanut butter pretzels. The, the, like the little pretzel pillows with the peanut butter in them. Oh my goodness, that's life changing. Those are combos. Good. Combos. Those are, com- yeah. <laughs> combos are like- pizza ones that I could never eat, but like, yeah. Uh, yeah, I see. This is why I'm sad because I would have said like almonds, cashews, all of that. But here lately, like I've realized that nuts make me itch. So I've like gotten away from almond milk, like all my like favorite things that were nuts. I'm now they like itch. they make me itch. It's like it's I don't. It's, <laughs> Man, what? They, they just make me itch, and I'm really sad. But it's okay. It's fine. So wait, 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 wait. I gotta ask this. How did you figure this out? You just started eating nuts, and you just was in public, started scratching everywhere. No, okay, so here's how I figured it out. You know me, being fit, doing healthy things. I do Whole30, probably like every four months or whatever, where you eliminate dairy, alcohol, grains, um, sugar, and beans, right? Mm -hmm. And I was still itching because I would be snacking on a bunch of nuts to get through Whole30. Then I did like a fast with my church one time, and Mm -hmm. we got down to just juice, and the itching stopped. 
So when I when I when I did a juice cleanse again another time, like it, it stopped again. So I was like, all right, I gotta start gradually putting things back in my diet to see what it is. Because at first I thought it was gluten, mm-hmm. but then I had like had a clean slate of not itching for like a week, and then I ate a handful of cashews and was like, ah, and like I figured it out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So I figured it out. Anyway, now that you guys are more in depth on my dietary habits, all right, let's talk. Oh, this is a great question, Bruce. Uh, I gotta limit you, King, because I feel like you're gonna give us a rack of songs. But if you had to have a playlist for the uh-huh. bubble, uh, three artists you're taking with you, or three albums you're taking with you. Hmm. Hmm. I think I definitely have to just. You know, hit the generic answer and say Drake number one. Mm. Got to bring Drake with me, um, just because he can switch it up. So if I like, if I'm feeling like more like amped up, I, I can he can switch that up. If I'm feeling more in my feelings because I'm lonely, then he can he can do that too. Um, <laughs> um, secondly, I'd probably have to bring I had to bring Chris Brown too. I mean, people might hate that answer just because of what he's done. But his music is undeniably still top top five all time. Um, and for the third one, I like Roddy Rich right now too. I, I think I'm gonna have to bring a little Roddy Rich because because he can switch moods too. I like artists who can switch moods, you know, speed it up, slow it down. Not just all the hoo hoo rah rah, um, bang bang type music. I'm not a big fan of all that. I like artists who can switch up and down. So those three. Okay. I'm taking some Beyonce. My mom was watching Homecoming, the documentary, the other day, and I just was reminded of her greatness and how I love this super blackity black Beyonce in particular. Anyway, so I'm taking some Beyonce. Then I'm going to take, um, I get their entire catalog. I'm taking some Wale. Shout out to the DMV, my guy up here. Because, like, what okay, you okay. say, give me thoughtful he can also give me i might just twerk in my you know night clothes real quick situation oh um, wow i know <laughs> we need we got a wide variety in there okay. um then this is a tough one for me i am a person when we get to spend some time together after covid i love a good ballad situation like i can sing the song in the car i sound crazy turn the music up like just go mm-hmm. and so the ballad of the moment for me I'm going to take Luther Vandross, his entire catalog. Mm. And I'm sing my heart out to a house is not a home about my temporary living quarters during the pandemic. Okay. I'm uh, I'm liking Luther. I, I, I like that selection. I don't know why I thought you were going to say something like Janelle Monet or like Erica Badu. Ah, oh, those are all tough. Those are all, but I think what you made a good point <laughs> about needing the energy to go up and down. Like Erica is like always chill. Yeah. I can do Erica, but I might need to put on something when I'm working out. And I'm, out of those three, I'm going to have to go with some Wale and Beyonce hype tracks. Like, I can't get hype on uh-huh. her. <laughs> okay, okay. Next question, next question. So, I know you and I both like clothes. Mm-hmm. Is because you're in the bubble, would you bring a lot of clothes? No. Why? I'm, I'm... You know, it's funny because the days in the pandemic that I like force myself to get dressed, even though I'm not going nowhere or like to the mm-hmm. grocery store is all I'm going. Like I do feel a little bit better, mm-hmm. but I just feel like if I was going to the pandemic, I mean, to the bubble, 
I'm obviously there to play, right? Like the more crap you bring, like, hmm. I think I might have some fun with like my t-shirts and my pajamas and like the stuff I have. Like I just might make it a whole thing. Man, I'm bringing clothes. <laughs> I'm not gonna say I'm bringing a lot of clothes, but I'm bringing clothes. Cause I, I, they said at first they weren't gonna allow them to uh, wear clothes to the game. Then they changed that and said they can wear clothes to the games. I would have, ooh wee. I would have definitely, cause you you have nothing else to post, so you might as well post some some of your clothes, some of your 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 your, your, your pics and the, the fits. So you might as well do it. So I'm I'm bringing clothes for sure. That I mean I respect that, and that's not bad logic. You may convert me a little bit. I just the other part of this is <laughs> I'm the worst packer ever. So the idea of packing mm-hmm. would be very much like, well, what did I throw in the suitcase? Let's see what we get when we get down there. Like. <laughs> Yeah, no, that that's very true. I'm a terrible packer. Probably wouldn't be very organized. All right, so <laughs> we're gonna go movies next. Two, you get mm. two. You only get to watch two movies the entire time. Which two are you bringing? All right, this my this is like two opposite sides of the spectrum. Number one would be Coach Carter for sure. That, that's probably my. Actually, that's not my favorite. My favorite was probably White Man Can't Jump. Mm. Um, but Coach Carter is definitely number one. But on the flip side, I'm also bringing Zootopia. To watch on FaceTime with your daughter? Or is that just for you? <laughs> that's for me. I love I love Disney movies. Disney movies are amazing. And, and people don't really realize they have such good content. And they have always have deeper meanings, and I love that. I actually see. This is why we're family. Like the mech, even though the last part <laughs> of it is like, but we're connected by the MC, and then the rest is whatever. So I agree with you on Disney movies. In fact, mm-hmm. my movie I'm bringing Remember the Titans because, like, I love Remember the Titans. Yeah. I gotta watch it over and over again, and I want to feel good. This is tough, I, but I think I'm gonna bring Black Panther as my second one. Like, I don't know what it is about that movie, but like, yeah. like yes, like, yes. Like, that movie just makes me feel so good. So I'm going to go, remember the Titans, Coach Boone, love those guys, and uh, Black Panther. Monica, question for you. Quick, just a quick question. If you needed one coach, I know they coach two different sports, but if you needed one coach to win a championship with, are you taking Coach Carter or Coach Boone? <sighs> Ah, that's a tough question. I think, mm, I can't, it's like tough to compare what both of them had to work with. Like Richmond, California was rough, 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 but Coach Boone was like segregation and like a whole bunch of other stuff. <laughs> Bruce, I want you to answer too. Bruce, are you, are you familiar with these two movies? <laughs> un, un, unfortunately, I'm not. So I would just have to pick, you know, Coach K for the women's team. <laughs> Good answer, Bruce. Good answer. Um, King, I think I'm going to have to go with Coach Boone. Mm-hmm. I'm going. I think I'm going to take Coach Boone because, God, that's tough. I just think Coach Boone. I don't remember Coach Carter's family and stuff, but I remember Coach Boone as like a complete man, not just a coach. I just remember Coach Carter kind of fussing and hollering at his guys and locking the gym. <laughs> so I'm going with Coach Boone. <laughs> 
Okay, okay, okay. I can uh, I can attest to that. I, I, I agree with you. Um, all right, so we're going to do one more, and then we're going to save some, because, you know, we got lots of shows to get done in this pandemic, and we still are, let's see, men start the 31st, women start the 25th, so we've still got one more show to squeeze in before we can talk basketball. Here's the question that I think, or the statement, rather, that has been provocative since the bubble has gotten underway. One, Pat Beverly, who we know, as Kendra Perkins calls him, is a different type of dude having had to really fight for his opportunity and position in the NBA, played overseas, just really a guy that gets after it. He posted from his room and his glorious stack of white t-shirts, King, the bubble is what you make it, man. Are you with it or is Pat Beverly tripping? Um, There's a lot of ways we could take this. Um, I'm, I'm with it. I, I agree with them. I think that the bubble is what you make it. Um, I think that a lot of guys, I mean, I know like a lot of people have been talking about this, the way that they've been talking about the food and all of that. And I, I think one is really just jokes. Like I think at the end of, at the end of the day, they're just joking. They're not really serious. Maybe a few guys might be serious, but I think the majority of those guys are just joking. Just They have nothing else to do in the bubble. They might as well make jokes and go viral. Um, so I think that uh, I'm with it. Like I, I think that it is what you make it. I think if you make it a good experience, kind of like John Morant, like how he's just like I was never spoon fed. Like I'm, I'm, I'm cool with the food and other guys uh, view it as they'd rather be doing something else. Uh, I, I agree with it. It is what you make it. You make it a good experience or a bad experience. So I have this. It's funny you said that, and I'm glad you said that because I did want to get this in on our space this week. Jay Williams, who we respected as a hooper, we respect now as an analyst, made it a point this week to talk to NBA players from his personal accounts about being tone deaf, which is an extension mm-hmm. of the conversation we're having about the food and the accommodations, whatever. This is weird for me, just a little bit. I, I'm going to parse hairs at this moment, and I'm not going to apologize because I think it's important My mom always says you have to give people room to be who they are. And I think that's so important. I agree with Jay on the surface. Reading the room is important. At a moment when our country has 40 plus million people on unemployment, rising death tolls at the hands of this virus, people in strained financial situations, it seems tone deaf for an NBA player to complain about the food that he's receiving during his quarantine because the five-star meals are on the other side of the quarantine. But I will say, those, while it is those players' jobs, the fact that they are uncomfortable by whatever their standards are in this bubble, absorbing this risk so that we can have sports back for the sake of the salary cap, I don't think that their discomfort should totally be negated for the sake of your tone even if it is something that you and I would be totally okay with. They're accustomed mm-hmm. to a certain type of lifestyle. This is uncomfortable for them. I think it's okay for them to say that. Now, should they harp on it? Probably not. But I think mm-hmm. silencing guys or women on the WNBA side because of what the entire country is going through, I just don't think that's fair. I think that's holding them to an unfair standard. Mm-hmm. Are you going to say to the person that lost their $60,000 job, 
uh, don't be tone deaf because the person with the 30,000 job, 30,000 job, $30,000 job is still working. Like we all are experiencing this differently and it affects us differently. And so I think there needs to be a little bit of wiggle room for that, especially when you consider the age of some of these guys. And so I'm cool with Jay admonishing from a big brother standpoint, but I also think it's not fair not to allow them to navigate this experience organically because it is. No, I agree with you. I think like, like I kind of stated, I think that, um, a lot of those guys were joking just with the whole food and stuff. Like it was just fun and games. But I, I do agree. I think that they need to be able to voice their discomfort because I mean at the end of the day, everybody wants to know how the bubble is. Like everybody everybody's curious. Everybody wants to know what is it really like? And these guys are telling us. And if they don't like it, okay, it shouldn't we shouldn't bash them for voicing how they feel. Instead, we should just be like, oh, that's how it's like. And then maybe hear from another player. Like, let's see if they confirm. So it's, I feel like we shouldn't bash them, never. Like, I, I see where he was coming from, but I, I personally would not have came out with that video just because I feel like, you know, everybody's inquisitive right now. There's no point of bashing them for telling the truth. Like, they're not lying. If it's one thing, they were lying, but they're telling the truth. So you can't harp on somebody for doing that. Yep. And it's their truth. That's, that's yeah, their, their truth. Yeah. You know, you can say, oh, you're in a five-star hotel and you're getting fed regularly. You haven't been asked to leave your family for three months. So, yeah. And on top of that, I mean, they're doing that for people's entertainment so that people can keep, so people can watch them do what they do for three months. So they're making a sacrifice to leave their families for the sake of others' entertainment so that yeah. we can have sports back. So if they and want to the, tend to... And the salary yeah, cap. And, and, <laughs> and that too, but they're still doing it for entertainment. Like right. everybody's gonna tune in because you can't go to the game, so everybody's going to tune in uh, through the TV screen, through, through through digital media. So yeah, if somebody wants to voice that they're unhappy with what they're eating, cool. Because truth be told, like a lot of people probably uh, wouldn't like what they were eating based on the pictures. <laughs> if we just want to be honest, the pictures did not look appetizing. Even I might have an issue. Like you know what? Come on, now, I need more food than this. I mean, the food might taste great, but I'm gonna need a little bit more than this. I don't know if they can get seconds or thirds, but <laughs> come on now. You got dudes in the league like Ennis Cantor, like seven foot, eating this little baby salad. Like, come on now. You know, he probably got as many helpings as he wants. <laughs> we don't All know right. that though. We're not in the bubble. <laughs> and look, there's gonna be tons of questions. It's literally a learning process for everybody involved. The players, us as fans, the league. Like, this is new. And like when things are new, they come with some hurdles some pitfalls, some moments that are uncomfortable. And we all just kind of have to respond, adapt, react, and move forward as best we can with um, the goal still in the forefront of our minds. That was dope. Okay, people. That's such a great conversation, but it's time to wrap this up. Thanks to our producer and co-host this week, haha, Bruce Bernstein and our fantastic editor, Ben Wolfen. Please check out our other Pure Hoops media shows. This week, the Mike Wise Show features five legendary coaches with classic stories of their teams and high-profile players. The Allen Iverson stuff from Larry Brown is incredible. Full Court Press with Fanta and Adams has a new show each Tuesday. Catch and Shoot 2.0 with Otto Strong and Aaron Berlin is back on Wednesday. And this week, they discussed life in the Orlando bubble with Joe Varden of The Athletic, who is reporting from quarantine. 
BJ Armstrong is back with Eric Newman on the Pure Hoops podcast, which drops every Friday. And King and I, ha, I love saying that. I second <laughs> myself. But anyway, and King and I are back next Thursday with a brand new edition of Buckets, Boards, and Blocks from Pure Hoops Media. All right, let's go. Time to stick the landing. Listen up, friends. We are not out of the woods. We're not even close, to be honest, because they are spiking really bad in certain areas, especially down here in Dallas, with this COVID-19 pandemic. So please, 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 please keep all various medical professionals and essential workers in your thoughts. They are putting it all on the line for us, and they are, are truly, let's not get it twisted, they are truly the heroes, basically, saving lives, putting theirs on the line for us. Continue to maintain social distancing. Don't go to all these parties, these bars. Like, don't do that. Just be smart, please. <laughs> Wash your hands and wear the mask. Please wear the mask. Please wear the mask to protect yourself and others. And please keep working for social justice with our fellow citizens of all races and religions who are striving for a more inclusive society. Don't be ignorant. You see it all out there. Don't be ignorant. Understand. Be sensitive to other people's point of views. Don't be like, you know, well, we're not going to go there. I'm not going to name any names. You saw it on the news all week. Don't be like that person. If you if you think think before you post anything, think before you tweet, but don't be insensitive to others, people, what they're going through. Remember, remember what we're fighting for. And remember the injustices. Beyonce Taylor's people are still free. So remember that. If you like Buckets, Boys, and Blocks, please subscribe, rate us, review us, and leave a five-star rating. That would be very helpful. It would mean a lot. Until we meet again, for my co-host, Monica McNutt. Wait, no. You say it, Monica. Enjoy your poops. Buckets, Boards, and Blocks with Monica McNutt and King McClure is a presentation of Pure Hoops Media. Let's jump into Peppa's world of play. Look for spring flowers, hunt for muddy puddles, and bravely explore exciting places with Peppa play sets. Peppa Pig. Inspiring kid confidence.